Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Dr. Helen Law, joins us to speak about hair loss as women. And in today's show, we're always talking about things that are stressing us, but we don't want to talk about or that we don't know how to approach. It's always stressful to discover that our once beautiful hair has now become very thin. And even that we're seeing bald spots on the scalp. Many women with hair loss suffer in silence, altering their hairstyles or trying to cover it up or powder it. As many as 5% of women under 30 and 60% of those older than 70 are affected. Female pattern hair loss has strong genetic components. And Dr. Law is here today to talk to us a little bit about that. Dr. Law, I can't thank you enough for joining us because we see it so much, we hear from it, but we don't want to talk about it as women. So today it's going to be empowering for so many women to hear. What is hair loss in women and what do you see happening? When a woman experiences unexpected, heavy loss of hair, and that's what we call that. In general, okay, most people see that in the shower, I, and I see a lot of hair coming out, or I comb my hair and all that. And I just wanted to mention about um, human shed the hair between 50 to 100 single hair per day. Hair shedding is a part of natural balance. Some hair fall off while other actually go in. So nothing to be worried that much. However, if you see a heavy loss, an unexpected hair loss, of course we want to pay attention to it. So when the balance interrupts, when the hair falls out and less hair grows in, hair loss happens. So the hair loss is different than the hair shedding. And how common do you see this loss in women? Like what are the cycles of this hair growth? Interesting to find out the hair growth cycles, there are three. They're called the anagen, which is the growing phase. And it can last anywhere from two to eight years for the wow. growing hair. The catagen phase is transition phase. It's a time of the hair follicle shrink and takes usually two to three weeks. But it doesn't mean the hair fall out. That's shrinking. The telogen phase is the resting phase. takes two to four months. At the end of the phase, that's when the hair falls out. That's empowering just to hear that we don't even think about it, that we that we go through phases, but it does make sense. What women are most likely do you see in your profession, Dr. Law, that are experiencing this hair loss? Usually women older than 40, women have just had babies, and women have chemotherapy with the cancer radiation. Even some medication taking like blood pressure medicine, gout medicine, could actually have a side effect of hair loss. Women often have hairstyles, they wear ponytails, pull their hair so tight, or wear tight braids, the vitamin deficiency, or a big illness that happened to you, or anemia, iron deficiency, and also somebody actually wanted to have a really weight loss. I want to lose like how many, um, a lot of weight in such a short time, so they put themselves on a very restrictive diet. And that could actually hair, cause the hair loss. And of course, we all know the hormone changes, like pregnancy, menopause, or taking birth control pills can do that. Okay. Or we know that under um, extreme physical, emotional stress, 
okay? So actually, they reported a lot of women experiencing hair loss during this last two years of COVID time. Wow. A lot of people going through extreme stress during that time. And I have many women say, I don't know what happened. I just, I lost my hair. But of course, uh, we all know that the abnormal thyroid could cause that, the autoimmune skin diseases, or actually chronic insomnia. And a lot of people, my patients actually think they can't sleep for a long period of time. That can, also can cause hair loss. Wow. And and there's also, I think, a kind of more signs, right, of serious problems. And I'm sure that you've seen that over time, too. These seem like these more are more the normal results of lack of sleep or having a child and your hormones changing or, as you say, COVID with stress. But it could also be more serious problems, couldn't it? Absolutely. Some women had a really um, the, and hormone out of balance. And so because of hyperandrogenism, in other words, androgen is a male hormone. Now, female hormone, we all actually have androgen, but the balance that we have more estrogen as a, a woman. However, I've seen women come to, I start growing hair on my face. And so that means and the hormone is out of balance, they have more androgen, which is the male hormone, and that can actually cause hair loss. And the PCOS, which is the polycystic ovary syndrome, and can also, and the ovary issues, hair loss, and the gain weight, obesity, acne, irregular menstruation can also that. And women with metabolic syndrome, which is like belly fat, high blood pressure, and increased risk of diabetes, and heart attack and stroke. So these are more serious. So don't take a hair loss as something, oh, uh, just I lost my hair. Don't take it lightly. Look into what's the real cause of the hair loss. When we think about that, we're experiencing hair loss. But I know that you work so closely as a doctor with some of the supplements that can help because we don't want to panic when things like that happen. We want to not react. We'd like to respond to what's happening to us. So what are some of the current supplements that you see out there that people can think about doing or how can they change lifestyle to help themselves? First, we're looking to what's the real cause for hair loss. And so it could be something really serious medical. If it's not, then we're looking into nutrition deficiencies. As we talk about young women bringing up children, Oftentimes, we kind of neglect our own bodies and nutrition, nutrition supplement like multivitamin like A, B-complex, C and D and E, and biotin. We all know that biotin helps in the skin and hair and iron and zinc and magnesium. I like to really talk about iron deficiency because as a woman, we go through many, many years of period losing a lot of blood. According to the researcher, the most common dietary deficiency, it is iron. Around 30% of the global population has iron deficiency. A Cleveland Clinic dermatologist find that it may be the key to restore hair growth with or without anemia. So you can go to the doctor taking, oh, my fine, I my CBC and everything's fine. But, okay, so they find a, a way of checking we know that and nowadays we go to the regular blood work, they don't really check your iron unless you complain about uh, anemic or, or fainting or uh, tire and so all that. young people could be walking around with that and you yeah. don't know it. Yeah, correct. Right. However, the blood tests usually test ferritin level, okay? They don't usually test iron, but the ferritin, what is the ferritin? The ferritin actually, it is the storage. It's actually an iron storage. 
So we looked at ferritin, like University of Pennsylvania Hair and Scalp Clinic says most doctors consider it to be a normal ferritin level. In fact, it's too low. Ferritin level usually shows 10 to 15 to tell you're normal. However, they find the ferritin level for hair actually replenish hair needs to be at least 50 to 70. Wow. That's why they said uh, even though you didn't show up, you're anemic. But they find actually taking the iron really helps. Again, iron supplement may not be the cure for baldness, but it's a part of the multi-prong approach. Is recommend taking the iron supplement under the supervision of a doctor. So don't just go ahead and start taking iron unless we did find that was actually the cause. I like to mention the food and healthy hair growth. And we all know that eating a well-balanced meal like tangerine, strawberries, oats, avocado, broccoli, sweet potatoes, spinach, other leafy greens, peanut butter, chia seeds, shiitake mushrooms, barley, lentils, beans, oyster prunes, raisins, and lean beef. In other words, it is very well-rounded and balanced meal, and that's important that we eat a good uh, diet. This is so empowering, just listening to how we can do it using supplements, healthy ways, changing some of the vitamins we're taking, and how significant iron is. But there's also current medical approaches, aren't there, that let's say we're using the supplements, but after seeing somebody similar to you, a doctor, and they say this is something greater. What are some of the current medical approaches that they're using? So we all know about Rogaine. We heard about on the market. Actually, the name and the drug name is called the Minocidol. It's approved from FDA to use topically, so you can put on the top of the, uh, the scalp. Usually it takes about three, four months to start working. If it actually works, then you will actually need to use that for the rest of your life. You can never stop. It's topically used. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then also finasteride, actually using that for if you have a male hormone issues. If your doctor finding out your hormone really are like estrogen, progesterone, and that could also replenish that help. And steroid, of course. And a lot of dermatologists, the first thing they do a steroid injection onto your scalp to actually kill the uh, inflammation. And and another way to do it is a hair transplant surgery. In other words, taking the part of your scalp that has hair and cut it off and, and, and grow into where the bald spot is and hopefully will actually uh, transplant and, and, and help the scalp to grow the hair. And of course, the doctor do the PRP, which is protein-rich plasma, to stimulate the growth factor. So there's so many things out there. A lot of options, a lot of options when they're working with a professional. But we've talked about supplements, we've talked about the medical approach here, but there's going to be a current more holistic approach also that people are not thinking about it. And maybe that when they're taking the supplements or maybe when they're talking to the medical field, they're not hearing about. I would love today if you would just share some of the current holistic approaches that we could be thinking about. Yeah, of course. And I do have people that did the Rogaine uh, treatment, Minocidol, do the finasteride. They did all the everything, still not really doing well in their hair growth. So we're looking to the other just Of course, we know acupuncture can help improve the blood circulation, maximize the hair growth, and decrease inflammation. We don't need to do the steroid injection on it. And the microneedling of the scalp, the microneedling introduced in 1990. And a lot of research, they find out Instead, just doing the Rogaine, but they do the microneedling on the scalp first, and then putting the Rogaine or Minasto on top, and it actually increased about 3,000% wow. absorption. 
So they're using microneedling as a drug delivery approach. Getting the body ready to accept it. Exactly. Wow. And also there is a low light laser or red light LED devices approved by FDA. It's safe and effective treatment. It's known to stimulate stem cell proliferation. We do a topical herbal instead of using monoxidil rogaine to stimulate stem cell for the growth. And an oral supplement, basically taking that is to balance the whole body. It could be your uh, hormone, it could be dysnourishing um, and the blood deficient, the blood, and all things. So and the supplements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And herbal nourishing shampoo. So you can actually, every day when you shampoo your hair, can all also nourish the scalp and clear the toxins, reduce inflammation. All these therapies have done so many, many publications and studies to support the efficacies and with excellent results. They found recovery of 50 to 75% achieved in three to four months. Wow. And then once they've done, they actually keep on checking these people. Even seven months later, the hair still didn't lose. They still continue growing. The approach is very effective. Well, Dr. Law, I have, I have had you going through everything, and I appreciate you being so uh, detailed because it really is uh, powerful. So we've talked about the supplements. We've talked about the medical. Now we've talked about the holistic. That kind of brings us to what can we as individuals, as women, and also women who may have married a very handsome man with a lot of hair and realize now they don't have it, um, how can we prevent some of this hair loss? What are some things we can do to prevent it? Of course, we'll talk about it. We want to prevent it. I mean, we know how to do it if you lost your hair, but however, prevent it would be better, right? So it's not possible when it's due to disease, aging, or hereditary genetic issues, physical stress, like injuries, managing that. But you can also prevent hair loss caused by toxic chemicals, avoiding the harsh chemicals on your hair. I know a lot of women do hair dye and do all kinds of things. Try to avoid the chemicals and also avoid the tight hairstyle pulling tight ponytails. And eating a healthy diet with a balanced nutrition. Stop smoking. They actually find out people smoke or have a higher chance to lose hair. Not only hair, a lot of lot of repercussions. Yeah. But that's interesting because I never really have seen the how they aligned it with loss of hair. That's interesting. And of course, managing your stress. We all know that. And of course, getting a good night's sleep is sleep, so important. Sleep. We could have an entire podcast just on the power. But Dr. Law, every time that we have someone on our podcast, we always ask them if there's so much information that you've shared today, so powerful, but what are like the, maybe the top four takeaways that you would say of everything we've talked about today that we should leave thinking about? Okay. Summarize. Hair shedding is normal. Find out the real causes of your hair loss. Proper nutrition, healthy diet, stress management, and sleep are very important factors. And if you experience hair loss, finding not really serious medical issues, then you know that there's natural holistic approaches to restore your health overall and your hair growth. It's not just your hair, but restore the entire health of the whole body. This has been so powerful. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. I, I know there's so many women out there I never knew because you've shared with us so much knowledge. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. 
join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.